0: Good morning. Joining me now for To Your Health segment is Susan Peller, and she's a nurse practitioner at the Mankato Clinic, going to talk about going back to school. What are some things we should know?
1: Well, good morning, and thanks for having me, Karen. Um, So I guess, you know, a few safety tips for college students that are going back to campus is that they should plan on wearing a mask. They should wear a mask that covers their nose and their mouth, and preferably with two layers of fabric. They should try to wear a a clean mask every day, Um, so they should have plenty with them to kind of get through the week until they can do laundry. Um, I'm sure they've heard over and over the importance of social distancing, trying to maintain that six feet of distance between themselves and others. Also, um, you know, washing their hands with soap and water is important. Using hand sanitizer regularly is important. And then also keeping their dorm room, keeping their apartment or their house or whatever their Um, wherever they're living, keeping that clean, making sure that they wipe down the surfaces that are touched regularly, like the countertops, remote controls, doorknobs, refrigerator handles, things like that. Just being extra mindful of keeping things clean. Obviously, not sharing cups, not sharing utensils, um, things like that. There is a... um, a tip sheet on the CDC website that talks about, you know, dorm room, bathroom, classroom um, cleaning, you know, that, that they could certainly look at and refer to.
0: I have a question about masks. Every student is granted two masks from the school here, and so that's two, and assuming maybe they have other ones, but what if they've got those two and you talk about cleaning them What is considered clean? Because I was thinking as I I was putting my own on, do you need to wash it every day, every other day? Is there some rule of thumb to know that it's clean,
1: well, you know, it would be best if you could, you know, wear one mask for a day and then wash it. And even if they, you know, are able to, you know, wash it with some soap and water in the sink and hang it up overnight to dry, then they could use their other mask the next day. But I believe since the Minnesota mask mandate has come in to play, everyone should probably have some of their own masks as well as the two they're getting from school.
0: I was thinking back when I was a college student, not everybody does their laundry every time. So maybe they wouldn't do their mask, but hopefully they will. Right.
1: And they could at least certainly rinse it out with soap and water in a sink. You know, they don't have to do a full load of laundry every time, but some hot water, hot soapy water and just, you know, rinsing it out and hanging it up, it, it would usually dry in a day. So that it, the, the mask does help. The one thing that I would want to make clear is wearing a mask does not mean that if you're sick, you can still go out in public. If you are sick, you should stay home. That wearing that mask does not give you, you know, free reign to, to go out if you're not feeling well. You know, the virus, which causes COVID-19, is spread mostly through respiratory droplets. So when people talk, when they cough, when they sneeze, that's when they are spreading the virus. And wearing a mask helps to keep those droplets contained, and that's why you know, we recommend people wear a mask. But it is not a substitute for social distancing if you can social distance. And it certainly is not, oh, well, even though I'm sick, I'm just gonna put my mask on and go out. That's that's also not okay.
0: I think that has been okay in the past, though, when people thought, well, I've just got a cold or just not a big deal, so I'm gonna go out and it's not a big deal. I don't know how people are going to determine now because you don't know if it's the virus or if it's just a cold. But I think in the past, a lot of people would be like, oh, it's not that big a deal. I'm going to go to class. So what do you tell those people? Because some people, it's really hard for them to miss work or school.
1: I recognize that. And I I would say that, yes, it is hard for, for all of us. And it's very difficult to tell the difference between the two. And so that's why, you know, if you are sick, if you do have a fever, if you do have a cough, don't just brush it off like it's nothing. Go ahead and, you know, go ahead and isolate yourself. And I would also encourage, you know, students and parents to look on their college's website as to, you know, what is the plan if I am sick and what what am I supposed to do? You know, do I need to go home? Can I stay and self-isolate in my dorm? Uh, Things like that.
0: Now, you probably recently heard North Carolina school open and within a, a week, they the college closed down again because all of a sudden, these people were all exposed and a lot of them have gone out to, to parties and a lot of younger people think it's not a big deal because I'll get it, I'll be immune to it. What do you tell those people who don't consider it a big deal?
1: Well, I think that in some sense, they are correct about how I will get it and I won't be very sick. And for the, you know, right now, the highest spike in cases in the state of Minnesota is in that 20 to 29 age group. And generally, they have mild symptoms and they recover and that they do fine. But that doesn't mean that that happens with everybody. And some of those kids could get sicker. But also, the bigger concern is who are they then spreading the illness too, you know are they going and taking care of a grandparent or do they work in some type of group home where they can then spread the virus to people that actually can be much more sick from it and that's one thing that people have to be mindful of as far as going back to school I know, you know, kids have been and all of us have been more socially isolated and and people want to get together. But it's important to remember that the more closely people interact with others and the longer that interaction is, the higher the risk of the spread of COVID is. So you really want to try to, you know, avoid those gatherings that are more than 10 people. You want to avoid crowded indoor spaces like gyms or common living areas. So we want to sort of avoid the three C's, the crowded places, the close contact settings, and the confined and enclosed spaces. So if you can kind of keep your distance, yes, it's fine to be in a classroom. You just want to be uh, aware of your surroundings. And as far as parties and and bars, you know, uh, unfortunately, there's not always a lot of social distancing when you're at a party or at a bar, and then you are risking, you know, the chance of transmission and increased exposure and then certainly if you're mixing alcohol with that then sometimes people don't make the best decisions.
0: Well and the other thing we have had in the past where they've had to close the bars and that sort of thing and I mean I don't know but I'm assuming that's a possibility in the future again if we have a lot of problems.
1: I think that that could be a possibility if there is you know another um, big spike. I don't I don't know exactly what the what Mm -hmm. the plan is at this point in time for that. Um, You know, along with going back to school, there's some things that that, uh, students need to add to their back-to-school supply list. You know, they need face masks. uh, They need some hand sanitizer. It'd be good for them to have some disinfecting wipes. And it would also be good for students to go back with a thermometer so they are able to take their temperature. If they do feel like they are getting sick, they're able to know if they have a fever or not.
0: And what is the guideline for temperature? Because I notice sometimes the digital ones, uh, the, I don't know what they're called, but versus the ones, the oral ones are different in temperature. So sometimes I think like, well, I don't have a temperature because it reads differently.
1: Well, basically on any thermometer, if it, if your temperature is above 100.5, so okay. 100.5 is something we would consider, you know, a, low, a a fever. But they, you also want to pay attention to the other symptoms. But a fever above a, a 100.5 is what we consider a fever.
0: Susan, when do you need to go into the doctor? Because some people, like you said, have mild symptoms, and others may get more severe. So or or the other question is not necessarily go to the doctor, but when should you go in for a COVID test? Is there one that precedes the other? Or what should you do?
1: So a lot of that depends on how, you know, on how you are feeling. But a, and, and MSU may actually have an online self-screening tool and a COVID hotline for students.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here at the Mankato Clinic, what we encourage people to do is to call the COVID hotline. And here, that number is 389-8548. And that That phone line, that hotline is answered by nurses that will then go through several screening questions and they may say, yes, based on your symptoms and everything that's going on with you, we'd like to have you seen at the respiratory clinic and they'll get them scheduled an appointment. Or the answer may be, okay, you probably should be tested based on the history and your exposure or whatever and then they will direct them to where they would have They would direct them to the testing site. And our testing site, which was originally up at the North Mankato Mankato Clinic, has now moved to Madison East. Okay, We've moved our testing center because we feel like the testing is going to go through the winter. And so we were trying to find a more permanent indoor space where people can still do drive-through testing, but our staff doesn't have to be quite as exposed to the elements.
0: Now, isn't this normally getting to be flu season, which we consider the normal flu, because every fall, I seem to recall, we have our employee site says, you know, get your flu shot now. So talk about that, because it's flu season, but then there's also this other COVID-19, which is different. So should we still get our flu shot? Are we protected from COVID at all? Or is there no connection? So there are two different viruses
1: and yes we do recommend that um, everyone gets a flu shot and they normally are available starting in about October. Okay. Flu season will start to ramp up probably sometime in November. And flu symptoms and COVID symptoms can be very similar, but COVID is what they call a novel virus. So it's a brand new the brand new virus that we our, our flu vaccinations don't necessarily protect against but we still need people to be protected from the flu you know if you get the flu vaccine even if you do then contract influenza you should have a much milder case than if you get you know actual influenza without having the vaccine you know, and along the lines of vaccines, you should make sure that all your vaccines are up to date before you head off to college.
0: What are some that a college student should have?
1: So they should ha- make sure their MMR, their measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine is up to date. They should have a meningococcal vaccine. They should have the HPV vaccine. And then yearly, we like for them to get the flu vaccine.
0: Okay. So, a number of them. So, that's another back-to-school thing you should do. I have a question. In classes, let's say there's somebody in your class that is found to have COVID, and you're spread out in your classroom and everything. Are you, then, required to be quarantined because someone in the class had COVID, if everybody's wearing their mask and distancing, or what? how does that work?
1: So, the requirement for quarantine, currently from the CDC, is based on close contact. Okay. So close contact less than six feet, you know, and for longer than 15 minutes. So if you are more than six feet away from this person and people are wearing their masks as they should be, then technically you should not need to quarantine and you should not need to be tested.
0: Okay, that's what I, because that can be confusing sometimes. I think, to a lot of people not knowing when you should be quarantined and when not. And I think your advice, uh, there is the health service here, and they're going to be providing services for for students as well. Is there anything else we should be aware of at this time of year to make sure we're prepared as people come back to town?
1: You know, I think that you know some of the biggest things are just the the basics that, that people probably feel like they've heard over and over again, but we really can't stress it enough. Please wear your mask when you're in public places do your best to social distance as much as possible. Wash your hands, wash them well with soap and water. And if you are sick, stay home. You know, we've we've said that before, but it's really more important than ever that if you are sick, you do not want to be spreading things around to other
0: people. When do you know if you can come back? Let's say you're sick, maybe you do have a cold or something. And of course, you say you're sick and everybody assumes it's COVID. So how do you know when you can come back?
1: So, well, if you get, when you get, um, if you go into the respiratory clinic and are tested, we are saying, you know, 14 days from Mm -hmm. the start of your symptoms, but you have to be three days fever free without taking any medication, so, but if your symptoms have all resolved, say you say you think you just had a cold right. and you got tested for COVID and you're COVID negative, then I believe it's it's 10 days to just to make sure your symptoms have all completely resolved.
0: There's a lot of stuff to remember, Susan.
1: Isn't there? There is. There's is a lot for us to remember. I and and I would say, you know, when in doubt, seek out those resources that have um that have the answers. So at MSU, I would imagine it would be the Student Health Services. Mm-hmm. You can always call the clinic hotline. Those nurses are dealing with these questions all the time and they've got great answers and great information. The CDC has great information. And then there's also a, a Stay Safe Minnesota website that's got a sheet that talks about cleaning and disinfecting and people can also refer to that as well. I would say you've got to you know seek out those those accurate resources so that you know what's best for you to do.
0: Are we likely to see a scenario that happened in North Carolina where you open school and all of a sudden you see the cases come up and then everything's going to be online anyway?
1: Well, that would be, that's a really difficult question for me to answer because <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball. You know, I do believe as schools open, there, there will be, most likely, there will be some increase in, mm-hmm. in the cases, but it doesn't necessarily mean that then everything needs to go online. So, so we just have to, we just have to watch and see, and see what happens.
0: We are talking with Susan Peller, who is a nurse practitioner with the Mankato Clinic, about coming back to school, returning to campus, and what that's going to be like. And we're spreading things out here on the campus at Minnesota State in terms of the move-in. You know, when you come in the dorm with new people, you're in close contact with them. Is that going to be an issue as well? Are there things inside a dorm or even apartment buildings you should practice or be aware of?
1: Well, that's where I would, you know, encourage people not to share their utensils, you know, Ah. when you're living together um, and you want to make sure you have those disinfecting wipes and you're careful with your, you know, with keeping surfaces and areas clean. And hopefully, obviously, nobody's coming in feeling ill.
0: And if you're sick, stay in your room. Is that pretty much it? Don't, Don't go out by anybody else?
1: Yes, if you are sick, you should you should stay in and you should contact your health services to see what are the next steps and how they want you to proceed with that. And, and parents need to be prepared that if you know if kids are feeling not feeling well, that they may need to actually you know come home and, and quarantine and, and isolate at home.
0: Very good. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, Susan. As always, uh, To Your Health segment with the Mankato Clinic is is very great information. And thank you again for talking with us. You're welcome. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye-bye, Susan. Bye.